You're listening to Elk Point Baptist Church. Subscribe to our podcast to hear every sermon and like us on Facebook by searching Elk Point Baptist Church, located in Elk Point, South Dakota. But, uh, no, I was thinking of, uh, okay, so these depictions of Samson, right? Uh, you know, what do the depictions of Samson look like? What does he look like in the depictions? Yeah, he's just a big old monstrous guy, right? And, and I understand that his, his strength was beyond something that even a guy like that would be able to do. But at the same time, uh, would they be so puzzled about where his great strength came from if he was 6'8", you know, 280 pounds and just solid muscle? Where does his, how is he so strong? You know, I think he uh, may have been a pretty average looking guy. But again, just a, an opinion there uh, that, uh, that I had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I deserved it. All right. Uh, man, listen, thinking about the tr- being transformed by the truth. I, I believe that I am speaking to a group of people tonight that have been and, uh, and are being transformed by the truth. You're looking at an individual tonight who has certainly been transformed by the truth and to God's glory is still being transformed by the truth of the Word of God. Uh, man, the Word of God is awesome. And I just, again, you know, sometimes you say something over and over again and you know it. That which I'm saying to you right now isn't, doesn't sound like mind-blowing. But it just hit me in a certain way that just like, wow, it really is true that whatever, the decisions, the, the decisions I've made, the, the right decisions I've made over the last 30 years are directly related to me hearing and obeying and believing the Word of God. And the ones I haven't made, the, one, the decisions I haven't made are directly associated with me perhaps not uh, following the Word of God and, and, and places where my character has been strengthened and my, uh, th- that, that I've grown in, in, in integrity and, and, and those things. Folks, that is attributed directly to the Word of God. Now, where I still have some of those faults and failures that we'll all continue to have, understand, uh, till we get to heaven, uh, are just, just places where God's still working on me. Amen? And so, uh, so, so with that in mind, I want to give a little bit of an introduction, and then I want to begin to uh, try to get you to help me with this. I, I, I have some points. It's not that I didn't study and don't have anything to say, but I just want you to think about this tonight, okay? But let's start by reading 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse number 13. And the great thing about this, let me just say, one of the great, great things about this study is that the whole purpose of this study out of 1 Thessalonians is, and 2 Thessalonians as well, is it's about living in the last days. Folks, I believe that we're living in the time of the Lord's return. And so with that in mind, uh, we, we don't know when the Lord's returning, but we do know uh, that He is returning. And it's interesting to me how practical uh, Him uh, what he tells us to do and, and to be in these days is. He's still talking about the power of the Word of God. So look with, look with me in verse number 13, where the Bible says, For this cause, well, I better back up to verse 12. The Bible says that you would walk worthy of God, who hath called you unto his kingdom and glory. For this cause also we thank God without ceasing, because when ye received the Word of God... Which ye heard of us, ye received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which effectually worketh 
also in you that believe. The effectual working of the Word of God. And so we begin to look at many things concerning the Word of God in the last message as we talked about an appreciation of the Word of God. Uh, man, may God help us to get an appreciation for this blessed old book that we hold in our hands. And for some of you, it may just be on your phone, but understanding the privilege and the honor it is to have, to know the Word of Almighty God. I'm telling you, where would we be without this? And, and, and if you would study, as, as some of you have, but man, I wish all of us would get, a, get a, a little bit of a picture of the great, great pot price that was paid for us to get the Bible into our language. And the people who gave their lives uh, and were killed and lost everything just to try to get the Word of God uh, into the language of the common people. And uh, as we have today, it's just an amazing thing. So, but, but we talked about that last time, about an appreciation of the Word of God. Uh, just a couple verses I want to share with you. 2 Timothy 3.16, all Scripture is given by inspiration. It's, it's breathed out by God. And it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. It was, it was written by man who God used and guided by His Spirit. 2 Peter 1, verses 20 through 21, knowing this, first, that no prophecy of the Scripture is of any private interpretation. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. God's Word is holy, pure, and perfect. Psalm 19 verse 7 says, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgment of the Lord, the judgments of the Lord are true and righteous all together. We thank God for the word that He's given us. And, and what we began to look at last week was how it was interesting how uh, God compared His word to, to bread. And, and, and when we see the psalmist and, the, and those that wrote the Proverbs saying, man, I, the, the thought of your word I would rather have than food. I'd rather have your word than great riches and honor. I'd rather have your word than anything. And have you ever just stopped and think about what he's even talking about there? He didn't have John. He didn't have the Gospel of John um, when he was writing this. He didn't have Proverbs when he was writing this. Uh, there was a lot of the books of the Bible. In fact, especially Psalm 119, for the most part, he's talking about the first five books of the Bible. Oh, my goodness. How wonderful it is to have the Pentateuch. How wonderful it is to have Genesis, Exodus, Deuteronomy, Numbers, Leviticus. I mean, how wonderful this is. Uh, and, and, and it is. But think about what we have today. We have the completed canon of God's Word. Uh, how much more should we rejoice and appreciate the Word of God? And so, that, so that's one thing, okay? So then uh, the, the next point is appropriating the Word of God. Uh, he says that you received it there in verse number 13. He said, when you received the Word of God, which you heard of us, you received it not as the Word of men, but as it is in truth the Word of God. Okay, so that word received right there 
The, the first, it's actually two different words that are used here. The first one means simply to accept one another. So he said, when you received what I had, it just sounds just kind of like what it is. You received it from me. I, I gave it to you. I, you know, you were picking up what I was laying down. But then when he goes on to say, you re- when he says you received it, but then he says you received it not as the word of men, but as the word of God. So when he talks about that receiving, what he's talking about there is to welcome it. In other words, one means the hearing of the ear, while the other means the hearing of the heart. In other words, these Thessalonians made the Word of God a part of who they are. The Bible is referred to as meat and as milk and as bread and as water. And folks, what is is that trying to tell us? When we eat something, we, we, we eat something and we absorb its nutrients. Uh, you know, it's, it's not, it's, you know, you talk about something coming in one ear and out the other is how sometimes we're not careful we can learn. But man, I wish we could all understand that the power of the Word of God and how that, to, to, to take it in and, and, and allow it to nurture us and allow it to help us to grow. And thank God the Bible is a living Bible. It, it, it's alive. The Word of God is alive so it never gets old. It never gets old. I mean, I, I, I listen to the Bible as much, if not more, than I read the words. And sometimes I'll be listening to the Bible, and, and, and I just I have to stop it because I think, wait, do I still got that on King James? Because I have never heard that phrase I just heard out of some book that I'm really familiar with, or at least I thought I was. And I reach over, hit pause, and pick it up and say, huh. I never remember hearing that. Or I'll just hear it in a way I've never heard it before, right? Because the Word of God, it's alive, people. Uh, so there's an appreciation of the Word of God. There's an appropriation of the Word of God. I'll get back to some of the things that Jesus said. Perhaps uh, they appropriated the Word of God. They, they took it. They, 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 they brought it in. And, uh, but not only that, they applied the Word of God. And, and this is I kind of rushed through the outline to get to this point to see how that they obeyed the Word of God by faith. Again, so here's the great thing. Have you ever seen the deal to where uh, somebody has said that the, the Bible is God's instruction manual for life? I mean, I, I think that's pretty good. I think it's actually really good. But at the same time, I think it's very incomplete. Because an instruction manual generally it carries the idea of, you know, number one, something that most of us men ignore... Um, right? Uh, but, but also, it, requ- it gives the idea of, I'm going to read this and find out which steps I need to take, which is absolutely true about the Word of God. But it doesn't stop there. Because the Word of God, here's the great thing about the Bible, and it goes to the title of tonight's uh, lesson, and it's this. It's not just informative. It is informative, but it's also transformative. It will transform you. Those, I love those verses that we read out of Psalm 119 to where it talks about making wise the simple. Let, let's look at them one more time. Uh, I'm, I'm going to, uh, just I want you to see these and then that will introduce the part that I told you to be thinking about and ready for. Psalm 119, verse 7, verses 7 through, through 9. Listen to, the, so, to some of the terminology. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. If you know anything about me, you know I like t-shirts. I like 
unique t-shirts, and I like funny t-shirts, I like t-shirts. Now, I didn't say corny t-shirts, okay? Uh, and you might think they're corny, but uh, be careful if you're trying to pick me out a t-shirt, because I'm, I'm kind of a t-shirt snob, okay? Uh, I, I really like my t-shirts, but I used to work with this guy named Fernando, man, he was a blessing. He was a Christian, and... Um, he, he, he was a Christian, and what he, but he had the coolest t-shirt one time, and, uh, and he was a black dude, so it made the shirt even cooler. Uh, but it was just a, a black man's hand holding up a Bible, and it just said soul food. If you see that one, get it for me, okay? Get that one for me. Uh, but that's what he's saying right here. Because uh, it says, uh, it, it, it converts the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The stat, so, so listen to that. It converts the soul. It makes wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. So you see, the, God's Word makes an impact. So I ask you tonight, has God's Word made an impact in your life? I think we could all agree, hopefully, that we could all say, yeah, and, and hope that it will continue to do so. So, it's not just instructive, it's not just instructive, it's transformative, all right? John 6, 33. John 6, 33, that's where I want to introduce this portion. John 6, 33, here's what Jesus said. It is the Spirit that quickeneth. And somebody tell me what quickeneth means. Any, any young people tell me what quicken means? 63, 33. No, 63. John 6, John 6, 63. All right. Uh, all right. Quickeneth. What's it mean? Yeah, bring to life. Okay. So, here's what Jesus said. It is the spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profiteth nothing. I want to read that one more time. It is the spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profiteth nothing. I'm just pausing right there a minute because sometimes we, only, we, we do just look at the Bible as like an instruction manual and we don't look at its transformative nature. And what happens is, I'm telling you the truth here, that we have a lot of well-meaning Christians, we have a lot of well-meaning preachers that I'm not so sure they agree with the fact that the flesh profiteth nothing. Because they, they're, they're so much based on your performance. Okay? So performance-based, your flesh does profit something. Your, the Bible warns in Colossians about people that have will worship. Uh, so, so there is something about uh, what you can do and how, you know, how, how, how much you can refrain from or, or whatever the case may be. But here's the good news. Since the Bible is transformative, now bear with me, it's not so much about what we do. Okay? It's about who we are. See, and God has to help me with this sometimes. Because do you ever like get frustrated with yourself because you're not doing right? Or you're not doing enough? Or you're not doing what you want to be doing. You know, Paul struggled with that in Romans 7, famously, when he said, that which I do, I, I allow not, and that which I would do, I do not. So he struggled with the same thing. But then i got to just stop and, and think to myself, wait, 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 Jesse, don't get so caught up. Why? Why aren't you doing what you feel like God wants you to do? 
then I've got to stop and say, because it's because I'm not who God has called me to be. Because what I do is associated with what I be. What I do is associated with who I am. And, and, and the Word of God, therefore, we let God's Word transform us, and then what happens? We do right. We do right. If I'm not doing right, it's because I'm not who I need to be right now. And I need to let God's Word transform me. The flesh profiteth nothing. Here's what Jesus said. You see it right there. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit. And they are life. So therefore, again, the focus isn't as much on what I do as, is, as it is who I am. Now, I do what I do because of who I am. I've already said that. But God's Word should transform us, and then fruit comes from that. Um, all right, let me get to... Well, now I'm nervous because uh, I'm not sure if I have on here what I could have sworn I typed out. But uh, I just want you to think about this. I don't, I don't really need it, I guess, because I know what I'm trying to, what I'm really wanting to get at. Basically, I'm trying to think about the way that God's Word has worked in my life. Okay, so let's start at the very, very beginning. Let's make it as easy as possible. Uh, when was the first time that you can think about God's Word transforming your life, doing something to transform your life? Now, I, I, I'm, I'm, I said it's easy, and I said I'm starting at the beginning. Salvation, right? Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. You heard the Word. You heard the Word. And listen, Jesus said, my Word is Spirit and my Word is life. And I'm telling you, God brought about quickening. You were born again. You were saved by the Word of Almighty God. I mean, folks, according to Ephesians 2, you were spiritually dropped dead out, down for the count, separated from God Almighty, lost without any hope in this world. But God, who is rich in mercy for His great love, where, wherewith He loved us, even when we were dead in our sins, hath quickened us together with Christ Jesus. Hallelujah! The Word of God transformed me. There was something that took place in my heart that day. And, and so I think, and I can think directly about some of those verses that God used to bring me to life in Him. Okay, so I think about that. Then I think about not only, not only when I heard the Word of God and I was saved, I, I learned some other cool stuff. And this is something, by the way, that I'm still learning. So, uh, and don't, don't, you can steal one of mine. If I, I'm just going to try to give you a few of mine when I think about being who I am today because directly because of the spirit and the life nature of Jesus' words, of the Word of God. I learned about the love of God. I learned that He loved me. And man, that meant something, did it not? I know God now. I can remember, and I understand that not all of our experiences are the same, but I'm just telling you, I can remember, based on what I was learning about the Word of God, that Jesus died for me and that Jesus loves me. Uh, one of the things I remember, Lucas, uh, particularly, is, uh, man, I'm telling you, I just, uh, I can remember after the Lord saved me, and uh, I had this kind of little military cot. That was my bed in, in, in my bedroom. 
And, uh, and I can remember uh, kneeling down. After I got saved, I can remember, well, here's, let me say something else that transformed my life. Pray without ceasing. And pray. And the verse is about prayer. And so I said, okay, I guess I'll start praying. So I'd get, before I'd go to school in the mornings, I'd get down beside that little cot and, and, and I would pray. And I didn't know a whole lot about what to say, but I just, from the best I knew how, just spoke to God from my heart. And I can remember times, Gerald, where I'd be down there praying, and all of a sudden I'd hear birds singing outside. And I would just think, man, that bird's pray, out there praising the same one I'm talking to right now, the Creator. You know, I remember it just kind of, the Word of God, letting this dawn on me by the truth of God's Word. I know God. I'm talking to God right now. He, he's living in here. Right? I mean, that's the Word of God that taught me that. Spirit, life of God's words. And I mean, Son. And, and here's the cool thing for me, okay? And again, I'm just telling you like I'm telling you. But, uh, but, but I had got to a point there, and I was young and I get that, but I had got to the point in my life to where there was hardly a day that went by that I wouldn't get high before I walked into school. And, but, but one of the things that I can remember that just made such a difference for me is so, so every morning I'd get high. Sometimes I'd go to the janitor's closet that was outside right before I walked into the classroom or into the school. But now I'm saved. And I didn't have a car. I was really cool. My mom had to take me to school, even though I was 16, 17 years old. Um, or my friends would get me where I'd walk. But, but, uh, but, 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 I, but, I, I get, but on the way, some of those folks at church would give me a cassette. And, and this is the thing you know about Brady sometimes. He'll sing uh, one of these days or whatever. But they, they gave me a, a, a little cassette of the Rochesters. And I love that. One I probably loved even better than that is a Parkdale Baptist Church in Gastonia, North Carolina. Somebody had, had, had just had a cassette and recorded people singing in the church. And what was even better was they recorded the choir singing. I've got a mansion over the hilltop. I remember that specifically. So what I would do in just that couple mile ride to school is I, I would pop those in and mom would let me listen to them and I'd listen to those. All, I'd, I'd pray. I'd read my Bible, I'd jump in my, in my mom's car, and she would drop me off at the school. And I'm telling you, by the time I got to school, I was just plumb excited. Why? I was saved! And there, there was a sense in which, man, that which I had been trying to look for in this world, hey, I found it! And you just feel like with other people, you just go in and it's just like, hey, how you doing? Praise the man, God's good, you know? And I mean, I'm just pumped up. And uh, hey, because you're like, hey, you can know God too. This is wonderful. This is great. And can I just say you something right here? God's Word will do that in your life too. And I understand that, you know, you, you say, you know, back in those early days it's different. There is a difference there. But it's not worse. It's better in different ways. But, okay, I'm just trying to tell you that I begin to, God began to just settle some things through His Word, Okay. I'll tell you one more, and then I'll give you an opportunity to, to say something. Here's another one, okay? And I should be giving more specific Scripture references since I'm talking about God's Word, because uh, I'm not doing that right now. But here's one. Where I grew up, the, uh, I kind of I talk to people sometimes, and I say, you know, how, every, how it seems like out here you've got Lutheran and Catholic everywhere you go. Well, down south you've got Baptist, and then you've got, uh, you know, churches that uh, teach that you can lose your salvation. 
And so, so it was real common to come across people that would teach you that you could lose your salvation, you know, and that you had to keep, therefore, that also means you need to keep your salvation. Now that just sounds utterly ridiculous to me, even just uttering those words. But at that time, I wasn't sure. And some of you may be that way, and so I'm not being judging about that. And, 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 and I would go, and I, I would talk to the people in my church, and I'd say, hey, so I heard this verse right here that said, man, it really sounds like, and somebody told me that their uncle... Uh, that he was saved, and all of a sudden he went some way, and, all, and it's a no, 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 no. Here's what the Bible says about being saved. And I say, oh, okay. But then I'd go talk to somebody else that believed the other, and I went back and forth. But you know what settled it with me? The Word of God. Uh, for one, I mean, John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. Those who are believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I'll share with you a couple more that I just, I remember from back in those days. These verses that that God helped me to get it settled. Uh, John 3.36 He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. And he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. Uh, Then another one God gave me during that same time was John 5.24 where Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life. And shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. So what did God's Word do in me? It helped me to settle that my salvation is not based on me. It's based on what Jesus has already done. And I've never been the smartest in the room, or very rarely. Maybe in the preschool from time to time when I walk in those rooms. But generally I'm not. But I could figure out one thing, what eternal life meant. And what everlasting life meant. And God said it, and that was enough for me. Okay. Can anybody else think of, a, of, of an instance, uh, of an example of God's Word that's had an impact on your life or still having a transformative effect on your life? Doria? Amen. Yeah. Amen. I'll I'll say that one just in case you didn't hear it. First John five thirteen. Uh, these things written to you may, that you may know that you have eternal life. And so that's a good one. That's assurance. It's like, well, I, I, I can know. All right, what else, Doria? Amen. Amen. I'm complete in him was one, just in case you don't hear. Amen. Yeah, those are some great ones. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. It's, 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 in, it's in his hands. We're safe. Uh, I got another one here. This, and this is real practical. Okay, I remember as a, as a young person, because I got saved as a young person, 
Uh, Come up from among them, be ye separate, saith the Lord. I learned something about separation. And what I learned was, just as Jesus was a friend to sinners, and, and I believe in being a friend to sinners. I believe in being a friend. But at the same time, there always needs to be, I learned from the Bible that there always needs to be a distinction there that yes, I'm your friend with a purpose. I'm your friend with a motive. Uh, and not, not, any, not a bad motive, because I, I, I want to be your friend because I care about, I genuinely care about you just like Jesus. Well, maybe not to the extent that Jesus does, but you understand what I'm saying. But at the same time, I, understand some, I understood something. That I have an old nature. Anybody else have an old nature? Um, and the thing about that old nature is when I hang around the wrong people that are doing the wrong things, uh, you know, I, I tell a story sometime about, because uh, again, I try to be a friend of sinners and sometimes I've maybe crossed the line in trying to be a friend of sinners, not to the extent, don't worry. Uh, but I can just remember being in, in a place maybe that I wished I hadn't have been. It was just, a, I don't want to say it's just a bar, uh, at four o'clock in the afternoon for a dude that was retiring from work. Um, and uh, so I just, I just came to, to, to see him and talk to him and everything, hung out there a little bit. We were stepping outside to leave, and just the craziest thing happened, okay? And now I'm not putting, I don't put tobacco on the same place of uh, other drugs and alcohol. I know there's nicotine and there's conversations there, but uh, I don't uh, quite do that. But, but still, it just shows you where things can lead because uh, I was leaving after hanging out with these guys, my friends, for a while, and, uh, but then I, they, they said, well, well, we're going to go outside and smoke. And uh, they said, well, if you're leaving, we're going to go outside and smoke and then, uh, you know, walk out with you. So I just said, well, I'll just stand out here with them until I leave. And here we're standing out there. And uh, Chad, just of all things, you know, and the one guy says, hey, Rev, uh, you want a cigarette? You want to know something? I did want a cigarette. I hadn't wanted a cigarette in years. But I had been, it did, I didn't have to be around them very long. To where, you know, that don't sound like a bad idea. Uh, and so I smoked. No, I didn't. <laughs> I, I realized right then, I was like, I was like, and I was sat there for a second. I was like, well, there's really nothing really wrong, you know, and uh, outside of testimony and stuff like that. And, but I was like, no, no. I said, I said, I said th- thank you, but no thank you. I was like, I think I'll walk away. Uh, but my point being, if I'd have hung out with those guys all night, by the end of the night, they had offered me some alcohol. And if they would have asked me if I wanted some alcohol, if I would have been honest, you know what my answer probably would have been? Man, yeah! But I got out of there before then. Why? Come out from among them, be ye separate, saith the Lord. Uh, touch not the unclean thing. Gerald? Amen. Yes, yes. Amen. That's right. Amen. 
That's wonderful. And, and, and to Gerald's earlier praise and testimony, that's one of those verses. That's, that's right in there. So, uh, you know, Proverbs 21.1, you know, and, and, and I'll just say that, uh, you know, he said something really, really important there. Learn to pray the scriptures. Um, so anyway, uh, uh, yeah, uh, Derek. Amen. Colossians three nineteen about loving your wife and not holding bitterness against your wife, uh, and absolutely, that's that's exactly that's that's where the rubber really starts meeting the road. You know, I mean, and I know for me, uh, husbands love your wives. Okay, I think I can do that, even as Christ loved the church. Oh, and gave Himself for it, and I'm like, well, how did Jesus love the people that He's died for? When they were, you know, you know, so I would echo that that has made a difference in my life. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. Uh, man, yeah, you better believe it. And uh, so, yeah, anybody else? Uh, that, that, thank you for sharing that, Derek. Yeah, Natalie? Amen. You're very good. Brittany? Amen. Amen. So that's uh, James 2, 7 through 4, 7. All right. Uh, yeah, submit yourselves to God. Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Uh, we got it up there. And so, uh, yeah, that, that reminds me also of uh, 1 Peter, which is another one for me. It was 1 Peter 5, 13. Uh, but it's another, resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Uh, but uh, any, any others? Any others? Uh, yeah, Brittany? Yeah, I know you're not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost of God, which is in you, which you have of God. You're not your own. You've been bought with the price. That's right. Uh, all right. Uh, I, I know. I, I, oh, Anna? 
Amen. That's a good one. I, I thought of that one too, Anna. That's one that we'd really tried to teach. Uh, we had a couple of our kids that would, and, and this ain't just for the kids, by the way. It's for me too. Uh, but but uh, there's a psalm. You got the reference by chance? But it says, what time I'm afraid, I will trust in thee. All right? What time I'm afraid, I will trust in thee. And so we'd have some, a, a kid or two that would just have nightmares or just be scared at night, and we'd just teach them that verse. Hey, remember, at what time I'm afraid. So very good, Anna. Melanie? Okay, that's fine. Long day. Um, Barb? Yes. Amen. Amen. Yes. That's right. Yep, and that's, that's a good one. All things, uh, now it doesn't say all things are good, and, but we know that all things work together for good to them who love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. Amen. Uh, all right. Uh, I'm not trying to drag it out or keep you all night, but I, I'm just wanting you to, I mean, think about it. Like, if you just, I want each one that shared a verse, and even if you're not comfortable sharing a verse, I think if you thought about it, you could sit and think to yourself, what if I didn't ever hear that verse? What if I didn't ever know that verse? Where would I be? What, what if you didn't know that one, you know, Barb? What if you, what if you, did, what if you didn't have that, you know, when, when you're feeling alone and you're, you know, you're, you're feeling like the devil's about to grab you and, and you have no hope because there's no way you can resist the devil, but then it's like, now you know you can, but if you didn't know, you wouldn't know. Just think, that's, that's the, the point I'm kind of trying to get to is who would you be today if it wasn't for the Word of God working in you effectually? And, 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 and I understand that we all have a long ways to go. But man, praise God, we're not where we used to be. Uh, you know, and I often say that I might not be where I want to be, but I'm not where I used to be. Um, so uh, I got a couple other ones in here I'll say, unless anybody's just dying to say, uh, feels like God would have you share something. I'll trade you. Amen. Isaiah 41.10. Can you give it to us? Amen. I'm telling you, here, here, you know, uh, can I say this? If you want to know the secret to strong Christians, if you see people that you think, wow, they're such a strong Christians, that's one of them. You know, uh, these other things that have been shared, that's some of them. It's not that we're strong. It's that we depend on God's word and are strengthened because of it. Uh, yeah, Tony. Yes. Amen. Absolutely. That's wonderful. Uh, you know, I, I share this with you pretty regularly, I suppose, but I don't think there's a day that goes by that there's not two things that I get up and say, and I'm telling you, man, uh, that I pray, uh, Lord, without, without you I can do nothing. You know, uh, John 15, John 15, uh, abide in me and I in you, but that without me, you know, you are the vines on the earth, John 15, you without me you can do nothing. But then I also say, and I'm telling you, don't even know how many times throughout the day, um, I am, in, in and of myself, I'm not a very capable person. I can get overloaded, I can get stressed, I can get uh, overwhelmed very easily. 
especially when I think about what God's called me to do. I mean, it's kind of like, wait, so I'm supposed to do this? But, but, but so literally, throughout the day, when I start feeling overwhelmed, when I start feeling like, God, I can't do this. I'm not able to do this. You know what I remind myself of? I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Uh, and I'm just like, Lord, you know what? You got this. You got this. I, I don't have it, but you've got it. Uh, and, 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 and if you've called me to do it, you're going to give me the strength to do it. So, Lord, I'm good. And therefore, I'm not going to worry about the next thing i got to do. After this, I'm just going to take on what I'm doing right now. And um, so I, I, I literally, I live day by day, sometimes moment by moment. You know, like, like Atreyu said, I'm having to go to th that uh, Isaiah 41. I'm having to go to some of these other words. And, and therefore, I'm strengthened. Therefore, I'm transformed. And, and it's a continuous work, isn't it? I mean, some of these same verses, uh, they don't get old and they keep on working. Amen? All righty. Uh, one last call. All right. Yeah, Chad. Jude 24. Amen. Amen. That's another. That's, it's funny because so many of your verses are verses that are my ver that that have been like, yep, that one's helped me too. It's made me. You know. It, it's, it's brought me here today. That's why I'm here. I mean, I, I wouldn't have made it, uh, but, but I've been transformed, and I'm being transformed by these truths. Th that one that Chad just shared, uh, by God, I'm coming up October 10th. It'll be 30 years since the Lord saved me. It'll be uh, 27 years uh, that I just passed, 27 years that I've been preaching the Word of God. But this is one of those verses to where I, I can't explain to you what it is, the, the, the sad feeling but I've had uh, I've had people that were like mentors of mine people I looked up to uh, in the ministry other preachers and in the time that I've been preaching over 27 years I've known a lot of preachers that have fallen uh, mostly into some sort of immorality over 27 years I've known quite a few quite a few and every time I hear about one to this day my heart just usually hits the floor. And, 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 and the thing I think to myself is, oh my gosh, that man was a much better man than me. You know, and it's almost like I feel scared at that moment. Like, oh my gosh, if he could fall. But then you know what I think? But Lord, I'm trusting in you. Uh, unto him that is able to keep you faultless and present, uh, and present you faultless before the presence of it, or keep you from falling and present you faultless before the presence of his glory with great joy. Lord, I'm just depending on you. I'm just trusting in you. And, uh, and so then that verse strengthens me back up and just says, okay, uh, those men were better men than me, but 
My God's going to keep me. Amen. Uh, all right. Well, I, I hope that you'll continue to think about this. And I hope that you'll continue, because I'm telling you, there's no doubt in my mind that there's, you, you do this more than you even realize. And, but, but, but I'm telling you, avail yourself. Grab a hold. Man, you've got this Bible. Get in there and learn it. When there's a verse that stands out to you, write it down or highlight it or do something with it. And Because uh, I'm telling you, where, are you, where is your weakness in your life right now? Where's it at? I'm telling you, get God's Word on the case. Put God's Word into action and see if it doesn't help transform you. See if it doesn't help begin you to overcome being overcome or overwhelmed. See if it doesn't help you with your anger, your anxiety, your lust, your, uh, you know, whatever your infirmity may be. I'm telling you, the Spirit of God, through the living Word of God, the Word that Jesus said that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Man, the transformation of the truth. The truth will transform your life. Uh, if you've got areas that you need help in, I'm, I'm telling you, God's Word has answers. And it's not just hearing it, it's digesting it. Uh, It's putting it into practice and making it a part of your life. Amen? Um, Well, I'll tell you, let's all stand and I think, well, Danny, just come play. And I think we'll just just have a moment. I know we already uh, had altar prayer earlier, but uh, maybe just in the moment. And I know we've gone long and I appreciate everyone's patience. But uh, just to, y'all were the ones doing the preaching, it wasn't me. Uh, so it's not my fault this time, but no, but uh, but just in this moment, maybe you'd just like to talk to the Lord. Maybe tonight the Spirit of God has maybe identified a place in your life. Maybe it's a place you were once strong, and you realize, man, I- I'm slipping there. I used to have this. What happened? Well, maybe you let go of the Word of God. Maybe you kind of been forgetting. Maybe you've been leaning to your own understanding. Well, you know, you just obey the Lord. The altar's open tonight.